Jackie Clydesdale. And I'm Liz Walker. And this is Choral Fixation, where we ask, why do people love singing together? And how do we get the non-singers to join in? We'll be exploring the answers to these questions in detail in our upcoming season starting March 2020. But today, we're doing a special episode for the holiday season, aka Super Bowl for Choirs, by talking to some of the members of the East of the Dawn Chorus in Toronto. Now you heard them doing some vocal warm-ups at the top of the episode. Let's check in and see how they're doing as they are rehearsing for their upcoming holiday concert. Okay, so full disclosure, Jackie, I am a member of this choir, and I am actually one of the sopranos in that clip. <laughs> there, you're definitely going to get it. November around this time of year is always the hardest point because you kind of sort of got it, but kind of sort of don't yet. And no, it'll totally come together for Christmas. You know, whenever I'm talking to other people in choirs, if it's November, it's always the same response. How's it going? We're in the weeds, man. We're in the weeds. That's right. Because that concert, that concert is coming up, and there are some songs where you're like, I don't know if we're ever going to get this. <laughs> uh, but what is it like when you're in the weeds like that and when things are, I don't know, dark and tough in November and tiring? What is it that keeps you going? What is it that makes you think, all right, I definitely want to do this? Yeah, well, I, okay, so I have to say that for me, when we are at this stage of rehearsals, I am looking to my conductor to tell me that I'm doing good, <laughs> that I'm doing well. Um, actually, one of the first people that we talked to uh, at the rehearsal was Morgan, and she is a sectional conductor. And she's one of those people who her own energy is part of what she brings to motivating through these tough times. So let's, let's hear a little clip from Morgan. She's going to tell us about uh, what she loves about Christmas songs. Oh, I cannot get enough of a Christmas. Like, I would do a whole Christmas concert that's just Christmas music. Yeah, because when you grow up, you learn it. Especially if you grow up musical and you do choirs, you do bands and stuff. You have to start rehearsing the Christmas music in September, especially at school. And so I actually miss Christmas music as an adult because you only ever start to hear it till in, like, December. So as an adult, I actually miss Christmas music. And I'm totally happy to do it. And I would join a choir that just did an actual straight carol sing Christmas concert. Yeah. So that's a very enthusiastic Christmas devotee, Morgan, reminding us all that if you want to maintain your childlike excitement for Christmas, but also have uh, something you can be proud of as an adult to sing in front of other people, you got to start practicing in September. When you've worked so hard to come so far and then you deliver that performance... It really feels like you have pulled off an amazing feat. <laughs> so Damaris Schmucker is our conductor at East of the Dawn, and she is one of those amazing conductors who can motivate 
by telling you how far you've come. She's, she's being so warm and she's being so encouraging. And she's saying, guys, you didn't know this song at all in September and look how much you've done with it. And at the same time, be able to say, we really need to tighten up this section over here. So please pay attention. So she's, uh, you know, she's conducting with both hands, I like to think. So let's uh, let's see. I mean, it's all very well and good for, you know, singers to show up excited to excited to play along, excited to sing. But uh, how does the choir director feel? I mean, she's picking music. When does she start picking? It's music? true, actually. Um, Damaris, she's picking out the songs that we're going to be singing in December in July. You know, we're we're complaining about how we're sick of hearing Christmas songs in the mall in November, but she's been listening to them since the summertime. She's sitting on a beach listening to Christmas carols. So when we actually talked to her about her favorite Christmas carols, she actually gave us a funny response that we were not expecting. I don't love Christmas tunes. I really don't. Really? No. Really? I'm a total Grinch that way, but I can totally fake it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. What's your least favorite? The one that makes you like... Jingle Bells. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. yeah. No, it's but it's such a, like, it's such a hit. It's such a, yeah, everybody loves it. <laughs> everybody knows it. Yes, and children love it. And so then you have to love it, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of your fellow choir members, in fact, someone you stand beside, I believe he's a tenor, Mike. Right. Um, he has some ideas on how to make uh, even an annoying earworm like Jingle Bells, how to make that just a bit more bearable. One song that I really think is very, very overplayed is Jingle Bells. The funny thing is I sang in another choir uh, five years ago and uh, we had an interesting arrangement of Jingle Bells. I mean, the arrangement for Jingle Bells uh, for the tenors is sung in a different way that is different from... Can you give me a little piece of it so we can give a sense? Oh, jingle, jingle, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle, jingle, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. All right, okay. this is a little bit more dynamic. Something a little more dynamic, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's amazing. So I think what Mike is really demonstrating is that when you have these old earworms, if you can hear them in a new way, you can bring new feeling to them. And I actually think that that's really helpful for people when it comes to these holidays because we're not kids anymore. It's really an opportunity to embrace kind of the more complex adult feelings that come along with Christmas. He made that feel a little new and a little more fun and a little more, you know, joyful again. This is the time of year when we need a bit of light. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dark. Holidays can be um, a rough time for everybody. You know, it's Not cold and dark. Choirs. And yeah, Lori, Lori touched on that a bit. Yeah, Lori was talking about that. Um, she told us that she grew up in the Caribbean. <laughs> what I really loved when you were talking to Lori in this clip is that when she told you her favorite song, your first response was, wait, is that your favorite song or is that the song you like the least? Because it's a pretty polarizing tune. 
Tell me a little bit about... In the bleak midwinter. Is that the one you like or don't like? I love it. Uh, I love that. I just love it. Why? Why do you like Well, you know what? That's a very good question because I spent the first 10 years of my life in the Caribbean. Okay? So... That was not part of my repertoire there, um, and but my mom, we didn't have any television, and we the radio we certainly didn't sing in the big winter, and uh, there are lots of calypso and soca and you know stuff like that, and then I don't know when we came up we went to Timmins and it was the bleak midwinter. Let me tell you, holy cow! I think my mother was on Valium for years. So, but somehow that song just said everything to me no matter how bleak it was then there was this wonderful light that came in the middle of this very dark time and the thing is when you get older you realize it was a solstice that it was you know more than just your celebration everybody else's was there too right Hanukkah and it's all piled up on us and smartly so because it's a friggin bleak time <laughs> But I just love the the uh, minor tones of it, and I don't know. It's it's a bleak song, but it warms the cockles of my heart. I love it. <laughs> So I think Lori really touched on some stuff that a lot of people can identify with this time of the year, you know, whether it's because, you know, it reminds me of the Christmases with loved ones who are no longer with you, or maybe you've just had a rough year, a rough couple of years, or if you're just not a part of this particular faith tradition, you don't, you don't feel a part of all this holly jolly stuff, you know, it can feel a bit, I don't know. Mm, yeah, really alienated. That's right. And you and I have had this conversation about how, for you, singing at Christmas really kind of brought you back to it. I, uh, I had a rough couple of years where, you know, oh, because of like illness and some personal upheaval and things. And I really, I didn't want to hate and resent Christmas. I wanted to like it. You know, I wanted, I don't necessarily think I needed to love it again, but I wanted to like it again. And uh, I mean, the minor key, those, those minor key songs and those minor notes, they kind of, um, they kind of remind you and ground you in reality and then mm -hmm. kind of make you yearn for something a bit better mm -hmm. or something that you remember that was great. I think Rachel really sort of touched on this when she was talking about the song. Now, Rachel told us about a song that we had never heard before, but she said that her brother sent it to her a couple of years ago and he said, listen to this. And the song is amazing. Tell me what's your favorite or least favorite. You can tell me. Oh, it's favorite. Around. It's it's called um, Noel Salamore. Oh, I don't know that. One. You hardly ever hear it, mm -hmm. and in fact, I never heard it until a couple of years ago. My brother sent me a message, and he said, "You have to listen to this." So he sent me the recording, and it was a choir singing a cappella. This gorgeous song and I'm not even sure what it's about I mean clearly it's about love and it's about Noel but it was just the chords that gorgeous lush chords love it so actually let's listen to a little bit of this one since it's not super well known all the other songs we've talked about people are pretty familiar with probably uh, for the non the, for the non French speakers out there, Noël c'est l'amour roughly translates to uh, Christmas. It's about love. 
It's, I mean, it's literally Christmas. It is love. song this grown man is talking to his sibling and he's sharing memories about their mother singing about Christmas you know uh, and he's encouraging his his sibling to to share the memories and remember the wonder of childhood and remember the wonder of their mother's love and it just makes me want to cry just talking about it yeah and I think the think one of the fascinating things about it is that he's not talking about He's not talking about his own uh, sort of like religious devotion. He's not talking about um, he's not talking about Christmas as it is right now. He's reflecting on the Christmases they had. And again, their mom, you know, the lights on the snow and just sort of a general overall feeling of nostalgia and looking back. Okay, so after after um, all these other folks from choir talking about their favorite Christmas songs, uh, what are yours? So I love, I love the Holly and the Ivy. The Holly and the Ivy. It always seems to be sung by like, um, I don't know, English boys. I really like O Come All Ye Faithful, too, if we have to go to like, you know, the super standard songbook. I, you know me, I love something that's either a pagan throwback or we can sing Latin verses of. I, I I love both of them. What about you? I okay. I love "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." There are there so there are the lines that always get me, and the lines are, um, "Through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow." And even when I was like a kid, I found those lines very poignant. So in my family, we have this this precious. Uh, VHS tape and it's from like 1985 or 19 yeah, I think it's 1985 Wilson, do you have a few words to say for the camera? and my uncle he had a camcorder anyway, I'm very happy to the and so there's this just wonderful videotape of all of us at Christmas and I'm a little kid and my cousins are little kids and our parents are there and my grandparents are there and the thing is that when I look at it now I mean it's so poignant because as a child, Christmas is very simple. You know, it's like it's like presents and dolls and toys. And now when I look around, I can see I can see my parents. I can see their worries. I, I can see where they are and how it's complex for them. That's right. They've got, I don't know, bills to pay, divorces, you know, 
older parents to take care of in addition to their kids, yeah. And there are a lot of people on that tape who are not with us any longer. Yeah. I have children now, and when we are looking around a room at the generations that are there, we know that everyone's not always going to be there. And like right now, we're here, and we're all together, and that's really important. Yeah, but it's true. Yeah, no, we're we're the ones who are quietly, you know, thinking about the grown-up stuff and reflecting on the innocence of childhood. It sounds so, it sounds so trite, but it's so true. Someday, you know, my kids are going to be celebrating Cyborg Christmas, and I'm hoping that they will be able to look back and see how much they were loved and part of a bigger picture. Okay, we need to check in with East of the Dawn Chorus and see how they're doing. that's our show. We want to thank Morgan, Mike, Lori, Rachel, and everybody in the East of the Dawn Chorus for sharing their thoughts and their songs with us. We really, really appreciate it. And special thanks, of course, to Damaris Schmucker for being the most wonderful patient conductor, even at Christmas, even if she is a bit of a Grinch. Uh, I want to say thanks to Paul McDougall for fixing the kerning problems in our logo. And uh, so we're saying goodbye for now, but we'll be back in March of 2020 with a full season of shows. You can write us a review, give us a rating. Please subscribe. That is uh, really important and it helps us out a lot. Maybe also write us with story ideas at choralfixations with an S at gmail.com. For more information about the music in this episode, please go to our show notes where you will find full links, credits, and acknowledgments. I would like to say thank you for Noël C'est l'Amour. That came from the Chelle des Enfants Chantés Noël, a children's choir from Sherbrooke, Quebec. A continuum of tolerance would be a great name for a Christmas sing-along. You could just sing, you could just sing the songs you wanted to sing and drop out on the ones that you find too annoying. <laughs> There'd be a lot of dropouts during Jingle Bells, but the kids would carry it. <laughs>